Hello, everybody, and welcome to part three of Wings, Beers, and Tears, where we are going to focus our attention to the Washington Redskins. Hail to, no, Hail to the Redskins. Remember when, uh, remember when RG3 faked that uh, knee injury in the playoff game? <laughs> that was incredible, and the on-site reporting of the incident was one of the most epic. I think uh, that hearing, uh, hearing Jeff's uh, rendition of... Uh, <laughs> Of the actions of the evening are probably one of the my, my, my favorite things that I w- wasn't at myself. I'm actually kind of glad I wasn't at that game. Yeah, I made a complete dick of myself though. I think I was hated by at least I would say it. I would say 65 Redskin fans. I was so passionate in my belief that he was faking when his knee was shredded on the 20 yard line. And again, hearing Jeff tell it is my favorite part because he has like no affect, and he was like. You being fucking serious right now? He's like, yeah. you know, his like legs like in two pieces. You're like, no, it's not. <laughs> there, are, there are so many examples where I lose friends, and that's one of them. By the way, Jerry's boy Mojo just scored to put Boston up to uh, just interrupt NFL talk dogs and cats living together. <laughs> that's anarchy. Anyway, God, we are a pod for the people, aren't we? You get a little bit of everything. Back to the pigskin. Sorry. All right. So, so the pigskin. Um, Let's throw it to uh, let's throw it to our resident draft expert, Mel Kuyper, Jerry. And uh, uh, so, my first complaint is fifteen minutes per pick. That turned out to be false. (laughs) So you can't believe it. It Might be false. You can't believe everything. All right. Our beloved. Who Who knows? Our beloved Redskins in the first ninety-six picks hold. The 15th pick, the 46th pick, the 76th pick, and the 96th pick, that's the first, second, and two-thirds. Um, so they have the ability um, to get some quality players if they make the right selections. Um, in terms of their needs... Is that a joke? It's not a curiosity. That is not a joke. Okay, good. Okay. I didn't laugh. No. Um, in terms of their needs, here is the what I believe to be their most pressing needs. Uh, the quarterback situation, obviously they have... Um, Colt McCoy, who apparently is um, doing uh, uh, every week, has another surgical procedure on his leg. May need to be put down soon. And Case Keenum, <laughs> uh, which explains why they drafted Case Keenum. Maybe they knew something about Colt McCoy, um, other than Pure the fact coincidence. That, I guarantee it. <laughs> other than the fact that he's not any good, which I could have told him that. Um, so obviously, quarterback is even more pressing. If it wasn't pressing yesterday, it's more pressing today. Um, wide receiver, they have collectively, I think, the worst wide receiving core in the uh, in the NFL. For a team that drafts wide receivers all the time, how can they never field a, an entire unit of actual NFL wide receivers? Jeremy, check out these winners. Josh Dotson, Paul Richardson, Darvin Kidsby, Jehu Chesson, Trey McBride, Brian Quick, and Trey Quinn, who may be decent if he can get back healthy. That's two trays, I think. And Cam something. You know what's funny about that list? First of all, it's absolutely pathetic. And I think I threw this out there at my little nugget last time, was the Skins and Ravens collectively have the worst two wide receiving cores in the, in the entire NFL. It's amazing. Um, but uh, uh, Trey Quinn, wasn't he a seventh rounder? Wasn't Mr. He? Mr. Irrelevant. Right, right. Yeah, he's he, Mr. Irrelevant. He was a seventh round pick, but Jay Gruden absolutely loves him. He says he's a great – he's going to be one of the top shelf – um, slot receivers. Well, so you, you read off that list, and probably nine out of those ten guys have a better pedigree than Quinn, yet Quinn makes me more excited than any of the others. So, right. Yeah, which, which explains how bad the talent is. Boom. So, it's so awful. God. Uh, the next I have is edge rusher. Obviously, they have Ryan Kerrigan. 
uh, but they need somebody Wait, else. Wait, he's an edge rusher? Well, he's an outside linebacker. Yeah, you're, I get it. Yeah, the man has never had a sack that in a worthwhile situation. Other than Brian Rackbo, I've never seen anybody else match that. But ironically, um, he's always held. Yeah, but he can drink through his jersey. That's money. But he's he's a solid player. Uh, no, he is, he's definitely know, solid. If you can get a blue chipper on the other side too, you could have. I mean, obviously, other than being a quarterback, the most important position is getting to the quarterback because that can make your whole defense better. That can hide your deficiencies in your secondary if they only have three seconds to throw the ball. So um, the edge rusher um, is is a priority for them. Who's the guy they just lost? I can't think of his name. Uh, Preston. Preston Smith. Preston Smith, they lost oh, him. Yeah, that's right. He was the master of the quarterback hurry, but not the quarterback sack. But he got big money, so God bless him. But they need to replace him with someone better. And this draft is loaded with edge rushers that are going to drop to 15. I'm seeing that. Offensive line is obviously a, a position of need. Guard, I think they have abandoned. I think they're going to try to play with just two tackles and a center because they always, always ignore the guard position, and it always comes back to bite them in the butt. Um, so they need to get a guard. They need a free safety. Obviously, they have the strong safety set up, but if they could match him with a free safety, that would be great. An inside linebacker. Reuben Foster is obviously not suspended, which is good for the Redskins, but Mason Foster maybe the slowest linebacker in the league. They need a major upgrade on that talent. So those are the positions where if anybody falls to them at 15 and they're there at 15, you take the best player at that position – on your board, that's what you do. It's a, I mean, you don't need, you don't reach for a quarterback, you don't re- reach for a receiver, because you're taking a lesser player, which will ultimately make you uh, a worse program. The problem for the Redskins is they have Jay Gruden as a coach, and he needs to win now. If they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. I think they're not making the playoffs, and I think he's gone anyway. They should have fired him this year and started fresh. But so that may be a wrinkle. Um, but I don't think Jay Gruden has much of a voice. I mean, if you believe the junkies, they, they, they barely even talk to him about the draft stuff. So uh, he's there to collect a paycheck and coach who's on the field. Part of me thinks that's kind of by design for him, though. I don't think he really wants a voice. He sees how dysfunctional they are. He's making really good money, and he knows how to coach. I will give him credit on this front. He might not lead you to the playoffs or Super Bowl, depending on your roster, but he's gotten this team to borderline 500 with just complete shit rosters year after year be amazing what they would do with some talent but you know what it's the redskins they'd probably still be 500 unfortunately that's sad but true um jerry i was going to take the will will greer deal but what what have you heard about that in the skins and the quarterback uh, frenzy depending on who you believe they love haskins i think they love uh the marketing aspect of a local kid whose friends or who is friends with Daniel Snyder's son. That's kind of an, a weird thing. But he went to Bullis, um, and I think they like the appeal of bringing him. He can sell jerseys. He's a local kid, and they can they can market that. Um, I'm hearing, if you believe what you hear, uh, which you shouldn't, but if you do, he's sliding. <laughs> he's, he's sliding down. I think in lack of his mobility and the lack of the starts. He only has 14 starts, and his lack of his track record is, is hurting him, and he – may be available at 15, um, probably not, but he might. Um, so obviously if he slides, they're going to take him, and that will open up the rest of the draft for the other positions. Um, I, I, they, 
have been connected with Drew Locke, uh, but that name has kind of cooled off around here anyway. Um, so, but I think I think Haskins is their target, and I think I hope they don't trade up to get him. The reports today that they're talking to the Jets about number three, um, I think that would be a huge mistake because I don't think Haskins is worth that. Um, you're going to have to give up your second and next year's one minimum. Um, so, so, so I was sitting here looking over, you know different uh, profiles on various players. I was looking at the Redskins roster and it, you know, the consensus, it, very little consensus when it comes to draft coverage, as we just talked about in the last segment, right? Nobody can agree. Everybody's board is different, et cetera, et cetera. The consensus on the Washington Redskins is they have so many positions of need that not, not depth positions, but starting positions, impactful players. If they have four picks in the first 96 Every one of those guys needs to make the roster and be either a one or a one a on the depth chart. Yes. And you've got four opportunities in the top 100 to do so. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. And Please say, God. Let's make it more than four. And uh, one of the things I had been hearing was that uh, Greer's moving up people's boards a little bit and he's not getting past the first few picks of the second round. So skins could trade down somewhere to 22, 25, get a quarterback that can develop along with Keenum and add at least one, if not two picks that would be in that top 100 and fill those needs you're mentioning. I would love to do, you know, to see some trade downs and get impactful players, but you've got to have a partner. And we're just so bad at negotiating. God, we're, our negotiating room is just a bunch of morons, you know, and they're just, they're talking over each other. It, it's kind of like us, actually. <laughs> um, I think we would be on par with- They get uh, paid we, more. I think we would do a better job, honestly. I, you know what we probably It'd would? be much worse. <laughs> you can't do much worse. But, you know, as I look at it, in my ideal world, we, don't, we actually don't move picks at all. We, we have our first four in the 96, like you said. We draft a player at each one of those picks that we know is going to make a roster spot at said position. It's the best player available on the board at the position of need, whatever that may be. So let's talk players. That's a good segue. Um, I have seven players that are going to be gone regardless of where they get. If the, if the Redskins stay at 15, I think I can't know, which means that at least three of them will actually be there. But I don't think the, these seven players make it uh, to the Redskins under any scenario. And those players are Nick Bosa, Quinnen Williams, Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, Devin White, TJ Hawkinson, who is I have a man crush on. And you Ky- mentioned him like three times. He's only had three pods. He was and, hot. and Kyler Murray. I think those guys will be gone in whatever order you want. I think they are untouchable. Uh, you have to trade up to give them, and given all the needs that the Skins have, um, they don't. They, they, that would be a mistake because they have so many needs. Um, here are the players that I think, based on the, what I think, what I identified as the needs, um, mm-hmm. we should – get to know because they might be possibilities. The first two are offensive linemen. There's Jonah Williams from Alabama and Jawan Taylor from Florida. And the reason I think they're appealing is because they can play offensive tackle and offensive guard. And versatility, if you could have a starting guard and a backup tackle, if Trent Williams goes down, which he does every year, um, to, sweat, to, you know, to get in there and play, that versatility makes your team better. And I don't – those guys are would be value at 15. They're that good. Um, but if there's a run on quarterbacks or a run on some position, which makes them slide down, I think you have to consider them. The next guy is Devin Bush from Michigan. He's an inside yes. linebacker. Um, he's not as 
talented as Devin White from LSU, who will be gone. But this guy was uh, the Big Ten Player of the Year. And on defense, he's a captain of his team. His dad, Devin, played in the NFL. He's a tackling machine, and he's physical. And, and that's the guy that kind of sparked my interest a little bit because you just talked about the linebacking core, and, I, and I, I think about the skins D right now. The defensive line really isn't that bad. Oh, it's good. That's, you know? that's a strength. Right. you got They're, Ionitis, absolutely. Allen. They are nasty up pain. front. Pain. An, an edge rusher would make a huge difference. Yeah. There's a million of those guys in this draft. Let's hope we get one. But linebacker, is, is, it's almost been lost in the shuffle because there's been so many good linebackers over the years You know, you know in D.C. I mean, it's been... You know, they have had just linebacker after linebacker that's been amazing. Their linebacking core is fairly weak right now, and they're slow. You were talking about uh, Mason Foster. I mean, slow. Dude, if we can get a guy like, uh, you know, like Bush in there, I mean, he, he pushes him out of there. And, and he's a, an immediate, impactful player. And that's what I'm talking about. Not the sexy pick. I'm talking about a guy that you can slot into your roster, and he can start on week one. And at 15, that is not too much to ask. I think, speaking of edge rushers, and Jeremy, see if you – any of these guys float your boat. Clean Farrell from Clemson and Brian Burns from Florida State. Burns. Um, that's Burn, my guy. That's on all the Redskin message boards. That's what everybody loves. That he's a 250 pounds edge rusher. I don't know if he can. I mean, he played defensive end at Florida State. I don't know if he can stand up in a fourth and three four, but one thing he can do is get to the quarterback. So you just put him in there on second and third down and let him rush the passer. Those names are solid. And I'd also like to throw in Montez. I'm going to make you sweat in that mix. Um, he dropped. He was two or three on the on you know Kuiper's board for a while there, all the way down to seventeen. He's got a heart condition, that's why he's dropping. Well, hopefully he doesn't drop dead. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! My the best ability is availability, and that would include death. <laughs> wow. Well, we went right to the uh, we went right to the MD portion of the program. It certainly wasn't intentional. <laughs> the uh, well, when no. he said he had a heart condition, I was like, "What? Does the guy not give a shit about winning?" Well, that he he <laughs> think like an actual heart condition. No, he has like a, a regular heart beat or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. Some teams have taken him off the board for that, um, and he actually is not attending the draft because I think he knows or believes it's possible that he could slip and he don't want to be. He you don't know what's to, fucked up in the NFL. I just must say real quick. So a guy like that who's a stud athlete has an irregular heartbeat, which a lot of people walk around with an irregular heartbeat. Granted, they're not all professional athletes, but that is a condition that many, many people have played long careers with. If this guy had like a rape conviction that they threw under the rug at Florida State, nine, 29 out of the 32 teams would be like, ah, fuck it. You know, who cares? That guy's still big time on my board. Oh, wait, that guy's heart beats uh, irregularly every 10 minutes. Get him out of here. Well, you can't, you can't bust on the 15th pick. I mean, it's, it's classic Redskins to take the guy. He's good for a game. And then he has to miss two seasons. Wouldn't that be great if the, the guy they picked came out onto the stage, like on crutches? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, that's sort of their luck. But so I have, I, I have two edge rushers listed in, at least in my, mind as two guys I would stay away with from at 15 and that's Montez Sweat because of his health conditions and Rashawn Gary who also has a shoulder injury and he's never lived up to the production of his talent and I don't draft anybody like that with my first pick at 15. Not at 15 that's something you do if you trade down because you know with Gary he basically played with that injury all, all through college so you know he's able to function with it the fact that it's still there doesn't bother me as much as just the overall production. So you're saying, like, if he's sitting there at like 28, that's that's enticing. But at 15, you got to hit. Yeah, you got to hit. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I agree. I think if Haskins is there at 15, I think you just take him. Heart in a heartbeat. Got to. Um, my fear is there's going to be the run on quarterbacks. We're going to be too slow to the negotiating table. We're going to have too much pride to draft back. So we're going to be sitting there at 15, and we're going to go, huh, there was a run on quarterbacks. I'm going to take Daniel Jones from uh, Duke or whatever. That's my biggest fear. They're, they're terrified of the RG3. That bit them in the ass. It, it ruined them for four or five years. So the talks of moving up to three with the Jets are for what then? If well, it could be floated by the Jets trying to trying ah, to get point. you know trying to get um, interest in it. Well, the Skins are going. We got to get. We got to go. The we got to dumbest go. team in the league. The Redskins. They're, oh. inter- they're interested in a pick. Dang it. Oh, I don't know. I think Arizona's making a run now. If they fuck this first pick up, oh, and they well, get like nothing for Rosen. Oh, I cannot wait yeah. to see. They the just fallout. hired a coach who was fired at Texas Tech for not winning. But he's and sexy. They, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's good. I he's mean, a handsome man. But, yeah. He's got a great alliterative name. How many times have we seen it that the Skins are saying, well, the Skins are interested in this player, where there's not, it's not even true. I right. mean, they, they're right. always floated as somebody to generate buzz so they can generate interest. I would be surprised. I mean, I would be completely surprised if the Redskins traded up. I don't think they'll trade back either. Because it's hard to find a trade partner, especially in the first round. When you get into the doldrums there in the third, fourth, right. fifth rounds, you, you can absolutely. move absolutely. maneuver. Now, first round, if you know if a team is trading up, they're desperate, or they have that guy on their board that they overvalue, and you just you fleece them if you can. I think um, Locke and Haskins, if they're there at fifteen, you take them. Um, and, both of them? That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we One get two of, fifteen round. I mean, picks. I, I I personally rate. I mean, we'd still screw it up. Lock I said fifteen round picks. What an asshole! Yeah, they'd you, probably fall off the stage. <laughs> Career onto each, onto each other. Um, Dick, I, I like I like Haskins better than I like Locke, but a lot of people are worried about Haskins. Just he's slow, <clears throat> and he and he doesn't have a lot of experience. You know, I, I actually think his lack of experience is a big is a big win for me. I've seen so many traditional college guys go through their senior year, and Jones is one of those guys from Duke. On paper, at, the, at his pro day, he looked fucking awesome. But that's a guy who's got a ton of, of, of games under his career in a, in a, in a college-oriented system. Uh, Cutcliffe does a pretty good job down at Duke. I mean, they've, they've had quite a few pros recently. But he's the kind of guy, I almost think he's a little bit of damaged goods coming, coming into the NFL. He's got a lot of wear and tear on him, and I, I, don't, I don't know what his upside is. Every time he played against a good team, he was average. He was very average. Right? I mean, he, he, he shit on Pitt. Who can't do that? Right? But when he's playing... Uh, West the, Virginia back in the day. Oh! <laughs> when he, Speechless. Oh, the wheels just came off. That's so great. Oh, I don't even understand. Are you, are, you talk, are you talking about the 20 years Maryland when Maryland was good 20 years ago? Oh, we've never been good. Uh, no, when Suter was there? I'm not even Bruce, talking about Maryland. Bruce Suter? No, but fuck that, man. No. Anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about, but whatever. Let's yes, move on. We yes, never know. Got it. No, no. So we're talking fuck about. Fuck you, Benedict. <laughs> so we're talking about Jones from Duke. Oh, um, yeah. If and, they draft him, I'm going to be furious. Oh, I'm going to be so Which pissed. is exactly why it's going to happen. I know. I know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm so frustrated. I'll probably trade up to do it, too. <laughs> oh, that's why we're going up to number three. All right. Because we know more than everyone else. <clears throat> So well, you know what? At least we know not to make Coors Light our beverage of choice, unlike our friends over at Redskins Park, dumbasses. God, it tastes like it tastes like a turd, and I've had turd. <laughs> Coors Light is awful. It might, like should have brown on it instead of blue for the mountains. We're learning a lot this evening. <laughs> I just I, I hope when it's all said and done, I hope that we retain as many picks as we have 
if you can trade down in those later rounds, as we've talked about, and get a couple more guys, great. So let's say we end, end the draft with seven or eight guys. We need to have five or six of them stick on the roster because our roster as it is right now is stale. It's a bunch of uh, no-name guys. And, and worse than that, they're just, they're just not that good. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I criticized the Redskins, um, and uh, Scott McClu- McLuhan was awful. I thought he was terrible. Disagree. I just I, I thought he was terrible. I thought his picks were terrible. He did not hit on his early picks, and that cost him. I don't think the drafts in the past two drafts have been bad at all. There's all other than drafting Troy Apke from Penn State with your fourth round pick, who's the white safety that everybody had rated like in the seventh round, and you. The, the it's because he was white. The skins are notorious for doing that, right? The, things things are going good, and then they try to outsmart themselves. Like, oh, we're going to pick the guy that exactly nobody right. else is thinking we're picking because he's a gem. Yep. Right? And, you know, I remember that Shanahan did that with this guard, Josh Larebus. I was watching the draft, and they drafted him, and he wasn't in the third round, and he wasn't. You, we were sitting at B-Dub, and you got so pissed. He wasn't even in the Bible of – the Mel Kiper Bible, who, who he had like 400 players in there. He didn't make the list. And Josh Laribus is kind of like a microcosm of the pod. We were eating wings at B-Dub. We were definitely drinking beers. They drafted Josh Laribus. You slammed the table, definitely a tear in your eye, and you just had to storm around for a little while. Oh, it was, I, was, I was furious. I was, I was, I was like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Then no, it got to even make the top 400 players <laughs> in Mel Kiper. And I know Mel Kiper's not the be-all, end-all, but at least he has the players in the Bible. But whatever. All right, so boys, let's say uh, the first round goes and they draft a position other than wide receiver, which I think they will because I don't think there Thank are any, God. I don't think there are any wide receivers Not good 15. enough to draft at 15. No way. No way. But there are good wide receivers in the second round. So I will give you throw out some names for you. Debo Samuel from South Carolina, Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. Um, I think Marquise Brown will be gone by then. The guy I really like, because I've seen him play for two years, is Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. He is big. He's 6'5". He's physical. I like him a lot. Um, I think you can get one of those guys in the second round, and they come in, and they're starting immediately. And you don't have as big of a risk because you've waited in a second. I think the value in the second for a receiver is much better than the first. If they draft somebody at 15, I wouldn't even trade down and draft somebody. I wouldn't even draft somebody in the top 25. I would get, if you can get a, another third, you can find value at wide receiver um, in the second and third round of this draft. Jeremy, what do you think? That, that's exactly where I would go. Uh, there's another name on my board that I'm looking at with some local ties on the other side of the ball, and that's Darnell Savage at safety. His measurables have been incredible, and you know we could we could use, still use a little more help on the back end there. So that's that's another another name I'm looking. No, at. that guy obviously we're invested being Maryland guys. He shot up the board. Um, he was an absolute beast because that D last year was horrendous. I mean, they were smoke and mirrors. They had very little true talent. That guy was an impactful player every single game he played. And it's fun to watch. He, he really was. I mean, I'm talking Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. We're playing the big boys, right? And he stands out as being as athletic as all those guys. That's big-time stuff right there. And he, I'm, I'm happy for him shooting up the board. I'd he love can, to see him local. He can also play nickel corner. So it's another yep. guy that's yep. versatile that he can play some free, and then he can slide over and play nickel corner, which I think is probably 
a lot of the reason why he's coming up so fast. He's got that ball hawking capability, and clearly, clearly, I'm going to throw out a name. He's not even close to that because this guy's a legend. But when you guy, when you have a guy like Ed Reed who had that vision back there, he could cover someone. He could just go get the ball. Teams covet that shit because you know it takes balls to play in the secondary in the NFL because you can get burned very, very easily. You know, and he has he has those those measurables um, that are very enticing. And then you watch his film, and the guy's just a set. He's a savage. If they, uh, get it. <laughs> if they don't go wide receiver in the second, I can see them trying to go edge if they don't go in the first. And that Chase Winovich guy from Michigan, he, I think he can stand up and play, um, play some three four. He's got a high motor. Um, he, you know, he's he's been productive at Michigan. He was in big games. He seemed to step up. He had uh, seventeen tackles for losses and five sacks last year. So I think that's a guy if you pair with with Kerrigan. That could be productive. Um, so he's a guy to look at. So, and Jakai Polite. Now, he's dropped. He's a guy from Florida. Mm-hmm. When this Before the combine, I think he was a top 15 pick. Um, underrated speed rusher, very light. I think he's got some maturity issues, and he has a big bust factor, which is why he's dropping. But if you can get him and Winovich in the second, if you don't get a wide receiver and you haven't addressed that need in the, in the uh, first round, I think those guys come in and they start. So they, Todd, they meet your criteria of they're coming in and they're being solid starters right off the bat, if not spectacular. Um, Winovich, I think would be a great pickup. He was the next name I was going to bring up. I want to pile on again going back to the offensive side of the ball. I see a couple linemen, and this is where Jerry, Jerry will tell me I have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> It's probably true. Chris Lindstrom, well, definitely true. Chris Lindstrom. That guy and, is dead. And we'll take him <laughs> off the list then. <laughs> And then, uh, uh, Caleb McGarry, uh, offensive tackle, seem like guys that could fill some needs for us. So I'm looking later, later rounds, like you know those little gems in the fifth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. And I threw out Ioannidis earlier, but <clears throat> I usually don't like drafting running backs because I think you can get them as like free agents, you know, rookie free agents or whatever. But that kid Snell from Kentucky, that was an absolute stud. There, he's a little small. <clears throat> he had just basically one year of film on him. But if he's sitting there in the sixth or seventh round and you've loaded up and you have an extra pick or two, I'd love to see a guy like that in the mix. Um, and speaking of running back, Geis, is is he going to be healthy for the start of the season? Yeah, he's he posted some workout videos, so that's enough for me. Jumping over trucks or something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have Geis and, and Peterson, and that's a pretty dynamic duo. That running back and the defensive line are the areas of the Redskins, which um, I think are the most solid, which means those will be the first two picks in the draft. <laughs> um, we'll but move I, up and take Snell. <laughs> I agree. You can find – I mean, Snell, I mean 10, Smell, Snell, Snell is, a, is a guy who at Kentucky was very productive. Uh, another name I'll throw out there on the offensive line because he can play center and guard and maybe the second or third round is Connor McGovern from Penn State. I watched him play a couple times. He's uh, not a very good pass blocker, but he's a good run blocker. You can plug and play him at, at, at right guard. I actually saw his name pop up. On principle, I didn't read his bio because he's from Penn State. But it would, counts, it, he's pretty good. It would, be, it would be painful. But he's a guy who can, you can, you can, it meets the criteria of plug and play, and that's what you need. See, you, and that's exactly where I'm going with it, right? You know, if you, if you can get a guy that you go, hey, you know what, there's a couple higher – you know, higher rated guys at safety or here or there, but we already kind of have, you know, something solid there. If you can plug a guy into your lineup, I, I, I just think you've got to do it. Yeah. And Jeremy, tell me if you agree, but you can't take projects. 
The Redskins can't take a guy who maybe falls. He has great talent, but nah, it's going to take some time to develop. They can't take those guys in the first three rounds. They need plug-and-play guys uh, because if they take a project, you're basically building for the future and you're screwing Jay Gruden because he'll be gone. I, I love this idea of, of versatility, guys that can play more than one position because the, the Redskins have had the worst luck with injuries. But you know what? I can't expect it to get any better with these guys getting older. We need, you know, when, what do we? What do they dress every eight eight oh eight oh line every week? Yes. You know, we had guys games where two guys go down in the first half and there's nothing. We need to be able to to rotate guys around, and I, I love that idea of guys who can play multiple positions. No, I couldn't agree more. And and again, consensus from this panel, and for what it's worth, I think we're pretty fucking good. Brilliant. Um, uh, you got to get guys that hit. And when you have as many impactful picks as we have in the first few rounds, you've got to make them all count. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a huge draft for the brass, you know, the yeah, Landover. I, mean, I mean, huge. So correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but this is how I think what we our consensus is. Um, if Haskins is there, you take him. Yes. He's the number one guy at 15 because assuming all the other, the seven guys I mentioned are gone. Um, if, if there's no quarterbacks worth taking, we want to go edge rusher. Um, and we really like um, the Burns kid, uh, the Farrell kid from Clemson, Montez Sweat. Jeremy likes. I'm not so sold on him because of his health, and he the, we established he may die soon, um, which is terrible. We would stay away from Rashad Gary. Um, and then um, in the second round, we're targeting wide receivers and linemen and maybe an edge rusher if we don't get that person in the first. Well said. Yep, could not agree more. And in the end, they will probably take a wide receiver and a running back with their first two picks. Yeah, they'll take a kicker. <laughs> it will be like a fantasy draft. I always take the kicker first. You motherfuckers always convince me that, um, that I always have that one opening, right? And I, I want to fill it before I go and get depth in the other position. And that's where Jeremy gets the guy that averages 20 points a game, and I have a fucking kicker. I think he somehow blocks your draft <laughs> screen. You, you draft on a different screen than he I'm does. I'm always forgetting how to log in. He blocks I'm himself, people. <laughs> it's like the second round. Jerry's like, wait, we're drafting tonight? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the skins. They're going to miss their first pick. It's going to be even worse than what we think. I can't believe you like McLuhan. That, guy's, that guy was terrible. Loved him. Loved him. He was the first guy they hired that wasn't like by the book. He was a complete asshole. He had built two decent franchises. He had a ton of baggage with him. I was like, finally, we got like somebody real in-house. As Jay Gruden said... The guy got me a guard. <laughs> that's how he. That's how he. Lovable drunk though. Yeah. Yes, he was a lovable, like lovable drunk. And you know what, Jay? He also got you a bunch of talent, and you managed to stand over there with that dumb-looking, you know, you know, smirk on your face and, and get us to eight and eight again. Hey, cheers to Jay Gruden and another eight and eight season. Oh, we're not going eight and eight. Yeah, it's four, four and twelve. Is that equal? Yeah. Four, four, four and think, twelve. I think that equals sixteen. Five and eleven. The, 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 four eleven and one. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's true. We'll the anomaly. Right that's right. Now. We'll 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 have the kick going in. We'll win the game and it'll will blow like a twenty five yard. It'll be against Dallas. We'll all cry. <laughs> and with that, we will go out on our tears, gents. Till next week. All right. See you guys. Go Caps. Go Caps. Go Caps. Boys. Go Skins. Woo. And with that, we will see you next week. Wings, beers, and tears, family, out. Peace.